This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Yours truly, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Our mission is to inspire you to believe in yourself, to overcome challenge, battle through adversity, and live your best kickin' life. It's like I'm giving you a kick in life so you can live your best life. So saddle up, buckle up, and here we go. Greetings, everyone. Your Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. So how's your week? Hopefully it's gone great, and hopefully it's going to get better. Listen to the motivation and inspiration that I'm going to throw at you. Reminding you again, as as always, you get knocked down, two choices, lay there and cry about it, or get your butt back up and give it another shot and continue to battle through. And that's that's the only way to success, the only way to win in life, and the only way to be who you were born to be. So today, I've got a special guest on the show, which I'm going to kind of pump up here with all, well, we're going to tell the truth, of course, I'm not going to lie to you, but these are great things, and uh uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing this person for uh, a few years now, actually a lot of years, and the last two Fridays, I've got uh, the opportunity to have breakfast with her, kind of a power breakfast meeting, and uh, she's, I don't know, introduced me to all kinds of new things, different thoughts, and to be honest, I said she, sorry I gave that part away, got you thinking and guessing now, she's the one that uh, kind of turned me on to Darren Hardy, and you know, our fans out there, and Darren, if you're listening again, hopefully you are, Um you know how much I care and how much uh, I'm inspired by your actions, your books, and your Daily Darren or Darren Daily. We were talking about that earlier today. I couldn't remember what it is, but it's DD, something with Darren and Daily. And that's a quick little hitter every morning of uh, uh, Darren Hardy's motivational quotes post. And he's, uh, Darren, those that don't know, the founder of Success Magazine and then also the author of uh, two outstanding books. One's called The Compound Effect and the other one is called The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster. And a lot of great information there. So anyway, this young lady that uh, is on the show today, I'm going to give you another little hint. I'm actually on a podcast with her husband, the Dallas Cowboys podcast, but uh, I think she's more engaging and more on the ball than uh, her husband, Steve-O, there. That's not to take anything away from Steve-O. He's a great guy, as we all know. However, they're kind of bipolar opposite, which is a good thing because they kind of try and meet in the middle and balance things out, and that's what you want in life is a nice little balance. And this guest is going to tell us a little about, about being an entrepreneur, a female entrepreneur. Uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about being married to Steve-O or not, but we might. And then also what she does and uh, how she's faced every type of adversity and challenge and battled through, just like we talk about every show here. You're, that's, that's life. You know, a lot of times people think that success is the opposite of failure. Well, that, that's not true at all. It's not the other side of the coin. Success, or failure is a part of success. It's a stepping stone towards success. You know, everybody goes through it, and everybody gets knocked down. It's not like, uh, you know what, this person's going to get knocked down, but this person's not. This person's going to have battle through adversity or have adversity and challenge, and this person's not. We all face our own challenges. We all face adversity in some capacity. It's the ones that choose, and it's all a choice, you choose to get back up and battle through and to fight through, or you choose to lay there and cry about it. And that's essentially what it boils down to. And you hear me talk all the time about, is life uh, easy? No, it's not easy. Is life simple? Well, it's simple choices, but simple does not mean it's easy. You simply say, as a, the analogy I give by getting knocked down, I'm going to get back up. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be painful. Yeah, I'm probably going to get knocked down again, but dang it, I know I'm going to get back up one more time than I've been knocked down. And that's simply a choice, but it's not easy. I get it. But really in life, you get out of it what you put into it. So anyway, I've got all kinds of stuff planned for the show today, but I can't, uh, this young lady, she's over here chomping at the bit. She's smiling. She's raring to go. So I'd like to introduce everybody to Miss Emily Flowers. Emily, how are you today? I am great, Rich. I really appreciate you asking me to be on the show. Wow. I'm, I'm just so excited about it, and I've really liked our last couple of breakfast meetings. Well, thank you um, very, very much. I've gotten a lot out of that, so I, um, I'm looking forward to this. Well, and uh, truth be told, uh, last uh, week, and I'm not much of a coffee drinker. I'll have a cup every once in a while. But, you know, there's uh, um, I had a guy the other day refer to me as the Energizer Bunny. I don't know what the heck he's talking about. I I've agree. never been told that before. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I've heard that a couple times. But, uh, Emily, uh, and you know what? It was my choice, but the coffee was pretty doggone good. Uh, it was a place in town here in Edwardsville. And I know I re uh, referred to the young lady at the uh, counter who had a beautiful smile and told her about that smile and, 
and she smiled the whole day. So hopefully you're listening there. We cheated on you today. We went to a different restaurant today. and I they, didn't. Oh. I stopped and saw her this ah, morning. <laughs> was she smiling? <laughs> yes. Nice, nice, They nice. remembered us. Did they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and, you know, that goes to show you too. We, 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 the last show was about the power of uh, oxytocin, and that is, you know, the feel-good chemical. When you make somebody else feel good, not only do they feel good, you feel good, but others around you feel that positive or that positive vibe, and it's inspirational. And it's sad that um, that's such a rare thing these days that people remember, oh, yeah, you made me smile. Well, I would think, man, hopefully you see thousands of people. Hopefully other people make you smile too, but it's unfortunate you know, that that, that does not happen. But Emily checked in there today, so that's uh, that's good. But uh, uh, I had my two cups of coffee last week, so I was bouncing all over the walls and bing, bang, boom. <laughs> squirrel. <Yeah>. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. And I uh, referred to the uh, movie Over the Hedge. What, Absolutely. What critter? Was, was that a squirrel or what, what animal was that? Yes. No, it was a squirrel. Was a squirrel. And <laughs> I was thinking about it as you were talking about it. Uh, and I can't remember his name. It was like Kitchy or something, but it. Um, oh, I think that's right. Good job, man. It, it's, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that, but um, you are absolutely that squirrel. <laughs> well, I guess on coffee. On coffee, <laughs> I, uh, um, I, I, you know, being a martial arts almost forty years now, uh, I will tell you this. In my focus is an area that I have to fight every day to uh, overcome. Martial arts has definitely helped with that. I can't imagine where I'd be without that. Um, but also with that, just like anybody else, and you hear me talk about this a lot, not only on the podcast, but on the, uh, the little short video blogs I do, I'm no different than anybody else. I'm human. So I've got my demons that I have to battle every day as well. And a lot of those things, the fear and doubt of not being, you know, for a long time, and I'll, I, I'm all about sharing personal thoughts here on the podcast, being as genuine as I can to inspire and influence other people to know, look, this, this kicking life guru, Rich Grogan guy is no different than anybody else. I've just chose to battle through and overcome those challenges. But I've got the same demons, if you will, that you do. And that's a lot of fear and self-doubt and all those other negative demons that are constantly pulling and chirping away at you to bring you down. But you make a choice. What are you going to allow to win? And a big part of today's show is the influence, what you put in your mind. And, you know, we talk about that a lot. Stinking thinking. You put stinking thoughts in your mind, you're going to have stinking output because that's what your mind's going to focus on. And what you focus on magnifies. So, that's, a, that's another part of the show, but I want to get back to Emily here. She's sitting here well, patiently. I want to say that you, I'm going to interject because oh, there we go. Since, since you've started all of this that you're doing, you know, with the, um, the positivity and the coaching and all of that, I've seen you become a different person. I've seen your business succeed. I've seen you grow. It, it's, it's incredible. It's, um, it, it works. Awesome is what sauce. it does. It works. And you, you guys wondering why I had Emily on the show? I was feeling a little down today, so I needed somebody <laughs> to pump me up and make me feel like I was somebody important. Bang, there we go. And Absolutely. she bought breakfast today, too. I did. I did, but you bought last week. Okay, that's how we do these things. That is. So, and, and Emily was exactly right. I was always a, an optimistic and mm-hmm. I would hope to say positive person. You were. But for the most part, and Emily, uh, she can contest this, and I'm so happy you brought that up. Um, but I had... You know, I was kind of conditioned, my digital blueprint, if you will, that's uh, Harv T. Aker talks about that all the time. Uh, my paradigm was to be a little on the, I don't want to say condescending side, but just the, you know what, it is what it is side. And I, I reflected on that before, grew up on a farm. My father was in Vietnam and uh, he had a rough life and he's had a whole, a really rough life. But uh, now that he's in his seventies, he's flip-flopped and changed. My kid's think he's the greatest guy in the world, which I love my dad. He is a great guy. But I simply tell him, and dad, if you're listening out there, hopefully you are, um, that he has now realized that he's getting close. He's in his 70s. So now he's going to do everything he can to get into heaven. So I think that's what his plan is. So <laughs> good work, dad. 70 something years of being uh, dad. And now I, I know what's going on. No, I love you, dad. That's awesome. You know, I do. And uh, but that's that's the whole thing. And he grew up in a different era and uh, being in Vietnam. So he was always uh, well, more on, I don't say the negative side, but just more on the side of the world's rough, the world's tough, and, you know, you can't expose your weaknesses. You can't let anybody know uh, what you're going through. You just have to keep that thick coat of armor on at all times because if you don't, you're going to get knocked down, and then, you know, it's a doggy dog world. Nobody cares about you. you got to care for yourself. And growing up as a kid, I, I didn't get that, but it was conditioned in me, and now I realize, you know what, Dad was doing the best he could do with what he had and the knowledge he had, and all he knew was, he wanted to do what he could for me to help, uh, I guess, toughen me up to face the world. But it's conditioned me to be who I am today. 
Uh, I oftentimes think about that song uh, Johnny Cash had, A Boy Named Sue, because <laughs> Dad wasn't around a lot when I was a kid there. He was a truck driver, and I was the man of the house even at eight years old out there milking cows and shoveling poo and you know uh, doing all the farm boy chores. Which uh, was tough, which is real tough. Absolutely. But, but I, I, back then, you're, you didn't do feelings. Even as we were growing up, it wasn't something <laughs> that you were like, oh, let me express how I feel about everything. And now that we, this generation of people, it's all about how they feel about everything to the point where it's a little overdone. So However, we've went, yeah, we went bipolar. Yes. Yeah, that's a great point you brought How, up. Yeah. Once again, you guys wonder why I had Emily on the show. <laughs> I can't even say her name. Emily on the show today was, no, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. I mean, thinking back uh, in the, uh, I guess, 70s or a little bit of feelings. I was a kid. That was the uh, hippie. Or was it 60s, the hippie era? Yeah, you had a little stint know. in there where feelings were <laughs> a big deal, but I, I, you still knew but your then place. 80s, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, de- you didn't mention it because it was frowned upon and nobody understood it. Mm-hmm. And now we have definitely gone the other direction where. Uh, everybody's feelings are more important than anybody else's. So we need to find a collective balance be- between the two. Bad. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Quick. Absolutely. So, Emily, um, tell us a little bit about the uh, the Supreme Lending, which is a, a oh. company that you and uh, Steve-O, and we call him Steve-O. Is he, he's just Steve-O on the Cowboys no, podcast. Steve-O. He he's is. Steve-O he is Steve-O at home. Even the kids call him Steve-O Do for they? the most part. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I heard JJ calling him something else the other oh, day. Well, it that wasn't Steve-O, true. but... Uh, <laughs> It was a teenager word for dad. Uh, yes. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I guess a little background. Uh, Emily and Steve-O uh, mm-hmm. have uh, done some incredible things, but yeah, and they're very successful. And at the height of their success, they decided they want to do something a little bit different, kind of the same field, but yet more on their own, which is the true challenge of, uh, of any entrepreneur. But then also it's the true recognition of being a champion because you're saying, you know what? I've done about as much as I can do in this capacity, and I'm restricted. The ceiling's there. Well, they busted through that proverbial glass ceiling and have started their own thing, which is tough because, you know, in a big part of the show, we talk about that comfort zone. You know, if you get complacent, stuck in that comfort zone, it gets harder and harder to get outside that comfort zone. You know, the analogy of the frog in the kettle, you know, you're, you're comfortable. The heat gets turned up a little more, uh, more comfortable, more comfortable before you know what the frog's cooked. And that's unfortunately what happens to a lot of people in society. We get complacent, and before we know it, an hour turns into a day, a day turns into a week, week turns into a month, and the month turns into a year. And suddenly, five years later, you're doing exactly the same thing, but yet you haven't grown in any capacity whatsoever. And uh, uh, we're going to touch on, oh, goodness, uh, Peter Voog, which is another author that I really like. Uh, Darren Hardy is one of his uh, mentors. But he talks about people say all the time, well, i got 20 years' experience. And his thought on that is, if you're doing the same thing for 20 years, but you haven't grown and progressed, you don't have 20 years experience. You've got one year experience repeated 20 times. And uh, I mean, that's something I to agree with think that. about that for a second. <laughs> I agree but, with that. You know, and uh, if, if you're not meeting new people, if you're not reading new books, if you're not doing anything to expand you as a person, then you're really not growing. And the opposite is, and it's like, well, I'm about the same. No, because every day you're older. There's, a le- there's one less day you're going to be on this planet. So you're either growing and getting better or you're, you're going the opposite direction and dying. So like in business, you know, there's no, you can't, you can only plateau so long. You've got to be growing or you're eventually sinking simply because you're running out of time. Uh, I give the example of swimming in the ocean. If you were in the ocean and you're swimming and uh, you're trying to save yourself because you've drifted out, well, you're either getting closer to the shore and saving yourself and being a success or you're running out of go-go and the doggy paddling is getting slower and slower and slowly but surely you're sinking and then poop, that's it. So there you go. Don't swim in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> swim in the ocean if you want. Just watch out for those undertones. Uh, I, I think it's a lot about reinventing yourself. So, you know, you, you get complacent and then it's just time to reinvent yourself. And if, if you don't do that or, or figure out how to do it well, y- you're going to be just stuck. You're going to be stagnant. And that is never a good place to be. A stagnant pond is poison, Ooh, basically. So pond. you are, you know, needing to constantly be moving like a river instead, you know, you or guys an like ocean. these analogies? I do. I'm, I'm, them down. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm down. on I'm on Rich's Bing bang boom. Yeah, wavelength here. But you know, I, it's all about reinventing yourself. Uh, Steve's been in the mortgage business for 23 years. In every capacity. And he's only 25. No, no. So figure that one out. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, now I stayed at home for 14 years. I didn't stay at home. I had a ton of stuff going on. I was a trainer. I, you know, made healthy meals for busy families. I consulted people, did all kinds of stuff. And two years ago, he said, hey, I want to work together. I want to be in business with you. And I said, wow, okay. He said, our kids are older. We can do this. Let's try it. And best decision I've ever made. I don't think we could have done it newly married. But after 15 years of marriage, then um, it was it seemed as natural as waking up and breathing and doing all that. It, it works. Um, you don't always know how it's going to turn out, but it, it, it works. And so, it, again, it was a reinvention of not only me, sure. but him. And, of course, it could have been much, much easier just to say, you know what, why are we doing this? You know, you've been doing this for 23 years. Do you really want to change things up? Let's just stay where we're at. Let's be comfortable. And I talk to people all the time, and that's kind of one of the number one excuses I get for them not wanting to do something different with their life. Well, I've got a pretty good job. You know, I got a pretty good pension. I got pretty good this. And these are people in their 30s. And, uh, and I'm like, look, man, you plan on living another 50 years, right? If you hate your job, you hate 80% of your life. So you work toward, what are your goals working? What is your why? We talked about that a little earlier today. Oh, yeah. And your why, well, I'm just working for retirement. So your whole life is just to work for retirement. Then what are you going to do with yourself? But I think that's, uh, and with, with Steve over there, it, uh, he's, he's a lot like me. Uh, my, I've had the business now. This is our 20th year anniversary this month. Uh, we started the business in uh, 1997. And um, it's, it's been a battle. It's been a struggle. Uh, we've had all kinds of financial difficulties. But in 2014, which is, I guess, three years ago now, uh, my wife, who was a nurse, she was kind of the, uh, the breadwinner of the family. She was my sugar mama. She was bringing in all the cash. <laughs> I was uh, just, a, uh, just a lonely teacher. Now I had a ton of fun teaching. But anyway, she was the one bringing it in. And, uh, but the business, I'd quit my teaching job in 2012. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say I retired, but unfortunately I'm working more hours now than I ever have. But anyway, that's, we're working on that too. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, the business was just kind of you know stagnant. It wasn't moving very well. And uh, so she quit her job and took over all the administrative duties, which was, well, uh, she made the decision, but I was definitely influential in her making the decision. Mm-hmm. And it was by far the best decision. And uh, sounds like it took Steve-O 23 years to realize that he needed uh, his wife to help him out there. Oh, and, no, part uh, of that was me. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. It was I, a shot ahead of Steve and you, you took know, that away from him. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm going to take it here. away. Yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of it was me. I, you know, I, I didn't want to leave my precious babies who were, you know, in high school and middle school. Like, really? They don't. So now now we get it. And you we were know, just talking to uh, well. uh, Chris, one of the, yep. uh, I don't even know what Chris's job is here. I don't know what half the people's jobs <laughs> he are He does here. marketing, I think, or okay. something. It, we know Big guy. John, producer great John, guy. he's over there listening in. Yeah. So that's good. He does a great job. But anyway, he's Chris awesome. uh, has got a seven-month-old uh, little baby he was talking about. Yes. And uh, Emily and I are you know, doing our best, as, as we do, inspirational people try and make others feel bad about themselves. <laughs> so we're showing him pictures of our teenage girls yes. and uh, uh, yeah. saying it's just a snap. But as we know, those that have kiddos out there, you know, uh, and, and I told Chris, look, I, I was in the same boat. And my daughter was, you know, six months old, seven months old, a year old, and all those things. Mm-hmm. People would come up and say, oh, you better enjoy the time because it goes quickly. And, of course, your mindset is, oh, yeah, I will, I will, I will. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, from reality, yeah. it just happens. So. Emily, I, I definitely commend you for having the ability and uh, um, putting your family first, which uh. unfortunately in life, I've been very guilty of not doing that, uh, which is one of my big goals and priorities now, 20 years with the business, and I've got a 16-year-old, 13-year-old, and 8-year-old. Mm. Oh, excuse me. They do grow up, and they grow up quickly. And, they do. Um, it's they just do. A, an absolute blink, and those memories that you have, that's the only thing you're going you're, you're gonna to have because their teenagers get their own lives. Uh, I remember when I was, well, you know, I don't want to think they back do. when I was a teenager. I was, um, I don't know, you think I was <laughs> a squirrel on coffee. Imagine me as a teenager, <laughs> 40, 30, how old am I, 46? So 30-something oh, years funny. ago, goodness gracious. But anyway, back to Emily with the, the business there and uh, um, not not staying complacent there but making a change and then Steve having the, uh, um, the belief in himself to leave an extremely profitable job to start a new adventure. Uh, that says a lot about his character and uh, and also says a heck of a lot about you as a wife to support him through that because I know my wife, my gosh, people think she's a saint. They don't know the other side. <laughs> no, no, she truly is. She is. Um, it, she totally to, is. To support everything that I've put her through. 
Goodness gracious. No, she she truly is yeah. a saint, by the way. She's the inducted. Yeah, and, and she has many times, so mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. She, she's, she's earned her wings already. Um, anyway, enough of uh, Desi's wings there. Des, I love you. Um, where are we at here? Train we, of thought. We were, I didn't have coffee this morning. Steve, oh, but, boy. Uh, no, Steve, Steve um, you know, had a, a, a branch, a group, a this, a that, and, and was doing the best for them. And um, at, at, at one point, we parted ways with th- that group. And so um, Which now, is always easy to do after so many years, mm, right? Oh, yeah, it, absolutely. It, very difficult. <laughs> very difficult. But it, it just is what it is. You, if you have to do, sometimes you just have to do what's best for you. When you figure out that after you do what's best for everybody else and it didn't work for you, then you got to say, okay, now it's time for me to do what's best for me. Well, sure. And the unfortunate side is, uh, and Emily and I talked about this earlier, was developing your why, figuring out why you're doing what you're doing. And that's a great book by Simon Sinek. You know, all my favorite authors, I give plugs here. So, guys, uh, hopefully if you're not listening now, at some point you are listening. And uh, um, you realize that you have made a dramatic impact in, in my beliefs, my vision, my mind. And with the Simon Sinek book, Start With Why, his whole philosophy is most companies, almost all companies can tell you what they do, how they do it, but very few can tell why they do it. So if you flip-flop that around and you start with why, why am I doing this? It kind of changes your whole mindset, but gives you a purpose. And uh, other successful people like Jim Rome always talked about how if you've got a uh, vision and a purpose to do something, well, that'll get you so far, but you're eventually going to run out of go-go. If you have a why definition of why I am doing this, it's going to push you beyond that threshold that you need. And Steve Jobs often talked about you know, all the failures that he went through mm-hmm. that a sane person would have given up years ago. But it's the people that are willing to push the envelope to continue moving forward are the ones that are going to make the insane changes to society and the world. And obviously, we all could agree that uh, Steve Jobs has done <laughs> pretty remarkable things. And uh, But that's that whole why mindset. And uh, what Emily's kind of referring to with Steve, his why was kind of they were helping others. But, and, and you know, here's the thing. We always, yes, you want to help others. That's Zig Ziglar. How do you get what you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want. But you also have to be careful and realize that sometimes the people you're working with and sometimes the people that you're uh, uh, helping, you know what, maybe that vibe and that chemistry is actually starting to pull you down. And my last video blog was about engines and anchors. You know, the engines are the ones that are going to drive and push you to succeed, to be your very, very best, where the anchors are going to continue to take more, take more, take mm-hmm. more. And what the anchors do, they hold you back, they pull you down, they don't want you to get away from the group. And once that mindset is in there, it's, it's, it's much easier to become complacent. So We once talked again, about that this morning. My, my analogy is um, on the plane where you're supposed to put your mask on first. Great point. And then take care of everybody else around you because if you aren't, you know, calm or prepared, then you are in no position to help anyone else. So that's what we had to do. Good. <laughs> and so, well said. Um, and so that's that's where where we went. And then um, on top of that, after I learned how to do what he does and and try to reinvent myself to to fit this mold, um, but in my own way because I couldn't do it the same way everybody else was doing it because I'm the square peg round hole, right? Thanks, Emily. So I had to I had to figure it out. And um and so I'm I'm getting better every day about doing it in my own way, making my and my I've told you my schedule is my quarter one priority. Um so that and making sure that my family fits into that first and my big rocks. And then my pebbles, a hello, we're still wow. going. Yes. Bing, bang, boom. Um, I haven't quite gotten to the sand and the water. And those are the little things that we spent. That's why everybody's so busy is yep. they're, they're wading in the sand and water stuff and they forget about the big rocks and the pebbles. And so that's what I'm trying to do with my schedule. And it's very important to me. And so I, I got a business coach. And that it was extremely helpful. And since then, you and I have started talking more. And um, I introduced you to the author Rory Vaden, and he also yes. has podcast Se- and and seven steps and procrastination. Uh, uh, pr- procrastinate on purpose and take the stairs. Yeah, the stairs. and then Dustin Hillis is also part of that, and he has Navigate 2.0, and, and that's sort of like your personality versus 
um, the four different types of personalities that you sell to and how you do ah, it appropriately. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. I haven't, I'm not quite there yet. So I, I'm still on the Rory Vaden stuff, but I really, um, I really like uh, the way he does things. Um, so he, he would be one that I would pass on to your audience. There you go. And Emily yeah. just did that. So mm-hmm. thank you very much. Um, and, and, and I want to ref- touch back on with, it's unfortunate with society and Emily and I talked about this many, many different times, and she's got a little bit better approach than I do. It's something that I'm working on, worrying too much about what other people think. And there's kind of this, I don't say cliche, but this, you know what, well, you're a motivational speaker. And by the way, inspirational speaker. My, my, my take on this is uh, motivation only lasts so long. Sort of like you got to have motivation every day, like bathing or, you know, what happens there. But inspiration, if I've inspired your soul, if I've impacted you, then you're going to have that carry on that inspiration to get through those times when you lack motivation. So that's just my little take on that. But uh, the, um, well, now I lost my train of thought, but worrying about too much about what other people think is actually extremely detrimental mm-hmm. simply because you cannot please everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, my thing is if I unable to connect with somebody, I feel like that's a failure on my part. So I try harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. It's sort of like, well, you know what? I didn't, yeah, this path didn't work. This path didn't work. So I'm always going to have that, but I want to be a little bit smarter as well because you've got the trolls, you've got the haters, you've got the people that just are unhappy with their own life, so they're going to do everything they can to make others unhappy. So one thing that always bothered me tremendously when somebody would say, oh, it must be nice. Oh, my gosh. I absolutely despise that simply because that's a sign of envy and jealousy, and that's saying that somebody is better than you. Well, I'm here to tell you I'm not better than anybody. I have chose to work harder than most people, but that's a simple choice that anybody can make. But um, anyway, when people would say it must be nice, it would beat me down. And it was almost like they knew my weak spot because then I'd say, well, you know, I work 14, 15 hours a day. I've had a business for 20 years. Right. And here I what am. What was my ju- comment, though? Justifying myself. I'm going to let you <laughs> tell the audience that. And uh, justifying myself. And I'm like, so I've gotten a little better. This is where I'm at now. And it's not as good as Emily's just yet. And I talk about a right hook of reality. I guess mine's a little bit of a jab. Emily comes with a big hammer here, knocks you out. And I'll save it here. Keep you on. Should we take a commercial break and make you wait longer? No. Um, my thing is when somebody says, oh, it must be nice, in kind of that condescending way, I simply say, you know what? It is, but guess what? You can do it too. You're no different. But it's a choice. And that kind of throws them for a little bit of a loop. And they're like, well, yeah, but, uh, you know, I don't have time for that. I don't have this and that. And, of course, that's making all the excuses and excuses are – uh, what do excuses do? They produce more excuses. So um, this excuse turns in this excuse and so forth. But anyway, that's what I try and say. Emily's got her uh, – she's squared off here, man. Look out. She's going to knock you guys out with this one. So here I'm, I'm going to play the role of the uh, – Emily must be nice. You've got a nice house, a nice car, a nice family. You own your own business. Must be nice. It's awesome. It's great. I, I can't tell you what a great life it is. But I don't pump them Boom. up like you do. <laughs> Emily doesn't sugar. I, I'm I picking don't. myself up here. I, I, I don't. think my nose is bleeding. That was a it's, good shot. It is. It, it is great. It is. I don't, I'm not going to explain myself. That's I awesome. refuse to explain myself. It, it, we have, Steve and I have been up, down, in between, whatever. The roller coaster ride of business exactly. and success. And if I have it, or what I've chosen to do, uh, to to not have or have because of it, is my choice and my um, what I want to do. And so there is nobody that I'm going to let steal my joy. Ooh. And so I that, tell you that was a right hook. That, that was an is a big cut. one. No one is going to steal my joy. And and I had this with my son the other day. Somebody was making fun of him. For some reason, which never happens because he's like the mayor. Everybody knows him and everybody likes him. JJ's a rock star. He is. Um, But he it was really bothering him. He kept bringing it up. And I go, why are you letting these kids steal your joy? I said, you know that somebody has to um, they put you down to make themselves feel better. It's it's what people do. Well, it's frustrating as a parent. Uh, because we realize that happens at all ages. And I'll give you a quick story on that. Uh, everybody loves stories. My, my son, Austin, who's uh, 16 now, and he's a, he's a rock star as well. It, uh, he's like six or seven years old, and he comes home and he says, uh, Dad, why are kids mean? Now, he was being bullied, and uh, 
Somebody was really roughing him up. And at that age, they were just wanting to play and they didn't know how to engage. But long story short, he came home and asked, Dad, why are kids mean? Now, me being the great dad that I am, I re- answer his question with a question. I said, oh, I don't know, son. Why, why are adults mean? And he goes, Dad, I- I'm just six years old. I'm a kid. How am I supposed to know? And I said, son, I'm just an adult. How the heck am I supposed to know? Oh, I was like, what the heck? But obviously, you, you catch what I'm saying here. It goes on. doesn't matter. Five, six, seven, 15, 25, 40, 50. There's bullying at every age and, uh, uh, and unfortunately, in every capacity simply because, you know, people, that's their weakness. And uh, almost, and not my dad was a bully, but he was, you know, the, his name was Butch. He's a tough guy. So instead of exposing what softness they have of not knowing something, softness of not feeling like they feel uncomfortable, they're going to bully because mm-hmm. that's the source. They're going to be jealous. They're going to be envious of anybody that's doing something or more successful than they are. And my attitude is, why? To me, jealousy is the weakest, weakest, cowardly emotion there is because you are admitting that someone is better than you. You're admitting that this person can do something I can't do. You're admitting this person is going to be somebody and I'm not. No. Change that mindset. Don't be jealous of somebody. Now, it's going to be instantaneous, especially if it's been ingrained for you know, 10, 15, 30, 40, 50 years. It's going to be ingrained. But if you can hear these words and think about it, the next time you start to say, oh, must be nice, or some jealous, and that's all that is, and a jealous emotion, and uh, then, of course, words on top of it. Right. Next time that enters your mind, think before you speak and say, you know what? Yeah. I'm happy for that person. And I'm telling you, by changing that mindset, being happy for somebody else, now, is, you know, you're not going to try and chisel them down which, you know, some people think well, the reason people are bullies is because they put somebody else down to make somebody else feel good. Well, in their mind, that's the reason they're doing it. However, you're never, ever, ever going to feel, any, I mean, you're going to have a, a set height of how good you're going to feel by putting somebody else down. No. And how good does that feel when you're standing over somebody? Yeah, I'm tougher than you are. Well, you're, you're trying to stroke your ego, but the little bit of hit you get of dopamine, which is a little bit of success, is quickly gone simply because you know inside yeah, I'm really no, I'm, I'm not a good person. <laughs> well, and, and I'm, switch gears there, but. And on the other side of that is, um, you know, oh, it must be nice. Well, it is, but it, it really isn't my job to make you feel better about whatever it is that you have going on that isn't nice. It really isn't my responsibility because unfortunately they need some skin in the game. Ooh. Or else it's not going to get better for them. And so it re- I can't do it for you. Right if, hook, if, right hook, right hook, yeah, uppercut, if, here it comes. If you are, um, if I'm training you and you're working out and you're exercising and whatever. and Wait, wait a minute. I want to get back to this. I was a personal trainer for years. Yeah. And, um, we, 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 well, those that uh, have ever had a trainer before, I want to tell you something. This is going to be my right hook. You actually have to lift the weights and do the exercise to see it. It's crazy. Is, is that insane? Yes. I, I, so you can't lift the weights for right. me. You can't take exactly. the yoga class. That's you can't what I take always the say. aerobic like, class. Listen, I can't eat and work out for you. I already do that. It's your turn. You're well, up. You got to have some skin in the game. Skin in the game. I like that a lot. And uh, back in my personal training days, I used to get my best workouts when I was training somebody because what would they say? Hey, could you show me that again? And I would say, you know what? You can just sit here and watch me lift weights. Exactly. That's fine with me. I'm going to get the workout in it, my third, fourth workout today, which is great because mm-hmm. I'm being paid to work out. But you know what? You're going to actually have to do the work in mm-hmm. order to get the results. And that's the same thing with anything else in life. It, in coaching, it could be in business. It, you know, even with um, lending, you know, they, they make you bring some money to the table for a reason. Skin in the game. You got to have some skin in the game. Got to have some skin. If I give it to you, it's not going to be worth anything to and you. What's you the will value, throw it away. What's the value for sure. of free? Yeah, it's it's there is no there value. One. No, absolutely because not. Because you throw it away. If you offer somebody, we talked about this, a free class. Do they show up? A free month of classes. No. They don't show up. Because it's not it's, it's not worth my time. I'm, I'm too busy for free. There's no skin in the game. That's excellent. And um, we're kind of bounced all over the place there, we but are. obviously the whole point <laughs> is uh, all about uh, supreme lending and what uh, Steve and Emily have done. Uh, they've battled through adversity. They've overcome challenges. There is not one successful person on the planet that hasn't experienced failures, setbacks, but mm-hmm. they made the simple choice. And I say simple because it, it is a choice. Every choice is. is simple. Now, it doesn't mean it's easy, 
but they made a simple choice. You know what? We want more for us. We want more for our family. And we know we could be doing more to help more people out there. Mm-hmm. And so they broke out of that proverbial glass case, if you will, yeah. because of the restrictions that were put on by the company they were with. And we're not going to name the company because no, there's no, no, no sense in, no. Uh, once again, that's bullying to tell, well, I'm better than they are. Uh, and, no, and you're it's, not. It's not a better. It's just, are you, are you the right fit? You know, is it the best thing for you? And so it, just because it works for somebody else, it just didn't work for us. And so now it's so it's such a much nicer atmosphere. The culture, the support, the everything that we have there, it, it fits us. It fits Good. how how we um, value you know clients or 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 each other sure. or our staff, whatever. It, it works for us. It's a great. Fit. Well, and, and of course, uh, how you feel personally is a direct impact on what you do, not mm-hmm. only with your job, with the community, with your kids, because stress is a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. You know, cortisol running through your veins. And I talked about this a little before, and I, and I really, really dove in deep uh, back to my buddy Simon Sinek, the author of uh, Start With Why. Mm-hmm. Uh, his other book, uh, Leaders Eat Last, Why Some Companies uh, Pull Together and Others Don't. And he, he talks a lot about the, the, four, feel good, the four primary feel-good chemicals. And I talked about one of them last week, uh, oxytocin. The other two is endorphins, uh, uh, dopamine, serotonin, then oxytocin. But he also talks about cortisol. Cortisol is the stress chemical that runs through your vein. Now, here's here's an interesting thing about cortisol, when and that's the fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Well, it was back in the caveman days when you're, you're walking through, you're trying to find something to eat, and a tiger jumps out of the jungle, boom. Well, you need all your senses focused clearly on either outrunning this tiger, outmaneuvering this tiger, killing this tiger or you're going to be killed so cortisol what it does is when it pumps through your veins is that fight or flight it shuts everything else down your digestive system shuts down your immune system shuts down and it even goes on to talk about your 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 uh, growth chemicals shut down like your fingernails your hair and everything else shuts mm-hmm. down because 100 percent is focused on fight or flight you've mm-hmm. got to save yourself but unfortunately in today's era the and the cortisol is supposed to be a quick hit mm-hmm. fight or flight and it's got to get out of your system because think about it, if your digestive system and your immune system is not working for any long periods of time, mm-hmm. obviously your body's in an unhealthy state because you only have so much of that adrenaline rush and everything else. But today's day and age, people live with constant flows of cortisol. They're unable to shut things down with all the stressors that are out there. And that is primarily who you spend the majority of your time with. If you spend time in your job, we just talked about it, 85% of your life or more, especially now, you're with work, Mm -hmm. if that is stressful to the point where you are stressed out of your mind, Mm -hmm. you wonder why people are sick all the time. You wonder why their digestive systems are a whacked out mess. You wonder why these new sickness and ailments are on the rise. All these things happen because your body is constantly flooded with cortisol and never has a chance to fully get rid of that chemical. And by being stressed out, of course, the other chemicals, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, dopamine, they're not working because everything's focused on I've got to save myself. I've got to save myself. I've got to save myself. So the people you surround yourself with and, of course, the stuff you put in your mind, if you're listening to garbage on you know, all these talk radio shows on you know, my favorite, CNN, Constantly Negative Network, I mean, if you don't listen to it, listen to it. But I'm telling you, there's other better sources out there better. and a better source of time for you to engage uh, uh, your mind and activities on. But if you think the world's going to hell in a handbasket and you're scared to death because you heard it on the radio that uh, uh, this big attack happened and then you get to, to work and there it is on the news channel, then you pull up your social media feed and there it is again. Well, the, the media, and I've talked about this many, many times before, they thrive on sensationalism because that's what sells all the blood, guts, horror. But for every one act of disgusting stuff that the media focuses on, there's millions and millions and millions of great things that are happening at all times that don't receive that. But what happens? You're, you're, well, what happens is all that negative stuff, that cortisol is constantly in it. So back to Emily's point about the people they are surrounding themselves with, and you know I talk about this, the four to five, that's who your influence is, that's who you're going to be, whether you like it or not. And unfortunately, most people are pulled down with that, and they look back five, 10, 20 years later, and it's like, man, I just lost 20 years of my life of being unhappy. My, my health is a, a mess my relationship, my family's a mess because I allowed this stress to take over. So, I mean, when we talk about success, everybody's got a different definition of success. Well, success is living the life you want to live, but it's also about taking chances and realizing, you know what, this is not a life I want. Yes, uh, extremely successful, making, and you know, 
here's the thing about money. Everybody start talking about money. It's like taboo. Oh, can't talk about money. Well, here's what Zig Ziglar said. He said, um, I've had money and I've not had money. When I've got money, it makes it a lot easier to pay the bills. And I know what a good person I am. The more money I have, the more I contribute to uh, charitable organizations. The more I do, the more I give. So money is not the thing there. And uh, other people say, well, the money is not the most important thing compared to what? Breathing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You can't put a value on that. So, but money always turns people because this, this, and this, this, but it does. Is And if you're a, here's the thing. If you're a jerk and you somehow become wealthy, all you're going to be is a bigger jerk. If you're a good person and you, uh, not inherit, but you work your butt off to achieve wealth and success, well, you're going to be even a better person. So all it does is magnify who you are to begin with. So anyway, that the was kind of a twist turn. Skin in the game. Did you Skin in the game. Ooh, look at that. Emily's, she was waiting, waiting in the weeks on that one. I kind of threw a hook and she come up with an yeah, uppercut. You guys gotcha. like those fighting analogies, <laughs> boxing and kickboxing <laughs> analogies there? But anyway, back to the point of the, the stress and the cortisol is the people they're surrounding themselves with, they were you know more stressed out than they wanted to be. They realized it was having an impact and effect on their family. And most importantly, and they may not even known, I, I don't know, I'm going to ask Emily here in a second, what the why was, but they knew they had something better to offer and they knew they could do more. And, you know, for their family. Because if, uh, what, what's the old thing? And Emily, you're, you're, you're a mama. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy, oh, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. For, you know, it, it's true. Um, in our house, though, Steve-O is a force to be reckoned with. It, it's, I don't know. With a name it, like Steve-O, come on. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if it's mama or Steve-O. Um, but it's not a dig on him. It's just he is, um, he's just a dominant force. He just is. And um, I appreciate that. I don't mind it. But um, I always felt like our why was for somebody else. Um, and we finally. I'm, I'm going to test Emily right here on the air for all our, our fans that can hear. I've only said it, my gosh, probably two or three times this podcast, but she's been listening for a while. Let me see. Emily, how do you get everything you want in life? By helping. Oh, others? Whoa, by helping enough other people get what they want. There you go. Well, helping enough other up. people get what they want. But. Oh, there's a butt cause. There's a butt. There's a butt comma in there. There's a butt. There is. So um, so sometimes when you help others get what they want, <laughs> but you don't get anything in return, you know, maybe that fifth time down the line, you kind of start looking at reevaluating your sure. why. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and are they are they and, worth it? And did they put any skin, skin in, in the that game? game. Right. She's all about skin in the game. I think that gets back to the people you surround yourself with. Yes. Because you, would, you attract you mm-hmm. attract what you like. You attract what you focus on. What you focus on magnifies. And it's unfortunate, but if uh, well, here, here's a, here's a great example. If you allow people to disrespect you, they're always going to disrespect yes. you. If you allow people, and I'm saying this, I was late today to our breakfast meeting, which I <laughs> do not like being late. Oh, it drives me nuts because to me, uh, that is the ultimate sign of disrespect because I'm saying your time's not as valuable as mine. So I'm disrespecting you. Uh, and, and to be honest, in this uh, old time friends, you know this, I used to very, very bad about being late to absolutely everything. And it was like, well, yeah, but I'm busier than you are. I'm this and that. Always. And. and you know, you find an excuse. I got pretty doggone good at making excuses. Mm-hmm. Now you know everybody knows how I feel about excuses. Excuses, well, that just tells you why I'm not successful. I, well, uh, well, 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 one excuse leads to another. 100% accountability for who you are. If I'm late, I'm late. It's my fault. There's no one to blame. Uh, yeah, I could have done something differently. Yeah, things happen, but I was late. So What did you attract, though? Uh, well, more lateness. More late. And, and I'm, I'm you too, because <laughs> here I'm running a little behind. Mm-hmm. And what happens? This Start car pulls over to watch the, uh, talk to a construction worker. I'm like, oh my gosh, come on. Well, you know what? If I would have been on time, I would have avoided that car. But that car, it's not their fault that I'm late. And then, of course, you know, oh, I'm running late. Every stoplight's going to be red. Absolutely. It's an aura I'm putting out there. Please, I'm late. Make me later because I want to disrespect Emily's time because my time's more <laughs> valuable than hers. Luckily, I can work from anywhere, so <laughs> I was totally safe. I, well, I she actually got up. a cup of coffee. Uh, I did. I, she goes, oh, that guy's late. I won't say again. So no, now, that, again. I'm setting things up. I'm thinking about that. So next week, no, I'm not going to be late. It's uh, I'm going to be there. What, what um, Rockefeller said, he would rather be a half an hour early than a minute late. Oh, yeah. So, I kind of feel that way. I, I, yeah, like, 
it's well, it gets back to the thing. If you uh, you know you allow me to be late this time, then I'm going to be late next time. Actually, Emmy was right there with uh, her coach's whistle on and everything else. I didn't know she had a coach's whistle, <laughs> making me drop and do uh, burpees yeah, and squat thrusts yeah. and push-ups. Sure. But then she realized it was I'm only two weeks out for the appendix surgery, so oh, she yeah. took it easy. I, mean, I only I had did. to do 25, so that was good. Um, <laughs> I made you eat really healthy, though. Oh, uh, that was some good stuff. Mm-hmm. That, that really was. Uh, it was light, refreshing, what? and I think she snuck some coffee beans in there. I but did. Uh, a little bit. Ah, Not quite as bad as the as oh, squirrel last time. Yeah. Squirrel! <laughs> So, my goodness, we have covered a lot of stuff here, and uh, hopefully uh, everybody at home, you've stayed with us here, as if I needed a, a cohort to drive us off task and oh, off funny. path and everything yeah. else. But I think what we definitely got out of this was as successful as uh, uh, Emily and Steve are now, uh, just like any other successful person, they have had to work their butt off. They've had to battle through trials and tribulations and adversity and challenges that nobody else knows about. And, and it's not like they're going to go on Facebook and tell everybody, oh, yeah, but you don't understand. This is what I had to go through. You I don't won't. understand. And that's a symbol of, uh, of honor and integrity toward yourself. Uh, and then also it's confidence, which, you know what, I'm a pretty confident guy. I'll be honest, really, kicking life guru. You're not confident? <laughs> but um, I guess in closing here, I can't believe the times went by this quickly. That's what you got when you got a fun, inspirational uh, companion here with you. Um, is what uh, what we what you put in. So I'll leave you with this thought. What you put in is what you're going to get out, what you focus on. Now, uh, you've heard me say this many, many times. Five years ago, I wasn't sure if I could read. I mean, seriously, I, I guess I could, but I just chose not to. And then when I chose to start reading, it was pretty doggone difficult because it wasn't a skill I was ever very good at, um, to be honest, because the focus was all over the place. But I've chose, chosen in the last five years to read close to 100 books and then hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds and then hundreds, hours of input of audio information on positive, motivational, watching uh, uh, TED Talks, listening to podcasts, listening to inspirational books, watching things on YouTube. And obviously, by programming all those positive thoughts in the, in the brain there, in my mind, that's going to give me a competitive edge over those that are just watching, you know, negative network, cramming their head with, you know, mindless, senseless sitcoms and stuff on TV. So my whole thing to you is it's not easy, but it's simple just a flip of the switch to, to do those things. And that's all the edge you need. It's the compound effect. As Darren Hardy talks about, one simple thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. And that, that, that's where you're at. It is a simple choice. It's not an easy choice because nothing in life is easy, uh, but it is simple to do that. So, M, do you have any final things? Uh, did you get a pretty good plug in there for Supreme Lending? By I, the way, I did. Supreme I didn't Lending, come on here for that, but. Well, I, Supreme Lending is, is, and I'm, I'm not only, uh, what is the thing? I'm a client. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hair I'm commercial. not only a member, sure. I'm a client. I'm a client. But, um, you are. Yeah. They, um, Absolutely. They have done some wonderful things with me. We have, uh, and I guess I'm going to introduce it now because we put a bit on the house. Um, my parents don't even know. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, parents, there you go. I haven't yeah. talked to you in a week and guess what's happening. Yeah. But um, um, we found our, our dream house. We weren't really looking, but bang, there it was. And being a, uh, a small business owner, sometimes the finances are all over the place, but they went above and beyond the call of duty to help us in a situation to make it possible for us to put, a, put a, uh, an offer on a house. And the best thing about this, and be honest, I don't understand all the ins and outs of this, but we weren't pre-qualified. We were just flat out qualified. Now, is that something you do with all the clients or, is it, it, or, or am I just another special case? <laughs> You're a little bit special. Oh, again. Um, yes. Yes. Must be nice. No, you weren't disqualified. <laughs> You're approved. Like that, We've already gone straight to underwriting, but I can do that because of our local ops and local underwriting. So on some cases where it is just, you know, questionable, it, that small business owner aspect that you were talking about. Um, we are able to take the paperwork ahead of time, get the underwriter to look at it and go, okay, here's what we need to do. Here's how we need to do it. And, and we can do it. And, and that's, was the case for you. Normally we prequal a client and then gather paperwork and then move through the process. We never have a problem with it, but on certain instances, um, it is nice to have that ability to say, you know what? Let's, let's not even worry about it. Let's get it all done even before you put a contract on a house. Let's get it just approved. Nice. And, well, and, so, and Steve recommended that. Peace of mind, uh, which, which is absolutely awesome. And here's, here's the big thing. You know, anytime you're dealing with your finances, your personal information, and then, of course, buying a house is a huge, huge step. Huge. You want to have that trust, that sense of comfortability that you're working with somebody that 
you know, isn't out just to make a quick buck and they don't really care what happens to you financially. They don't care if, you know what, hey, sign the papers and you go bankrupt next week. I don't give a crap. I've got my money. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's society in 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 a nutshell. It's a dog eat dog world. But I'm telling you, the sense of comfortability to have somebody you trust, you respect, and you just feel comfortable knowing that they're going to put what's right for you above what you really want and let you know either way, hey, this just isn't going to work. Or, you know what, we're going to make this work and this is how it's going to be and lay it all out. So those out there looking for a a house or a loan or a refinance, uh, Supreme Lending, and uh, shout out, tell us how to get a hold of you. Oh, yeah. Uh You can get a hold of us in lots of different ways. But um, we... You can get a hold of me by my website, which is www.emilyflowers. It is crazy to spell E M I L E F L O W E R S dot supremelending.com. Um, my email is the same way E M I L E dot flowers at supremelending.com. And then um, Rich um, and every client gets my cell phone number um, and they text me, they email me, they call me. Um, she goes but, above and beyond. <laughs> but, and all you weirdos out there, Steve O's a pretty tough guy. I've been, <laughs> I've been working with him a little bit too. Um, but we we give out this number um, on our podcast. So it's um, 618-655-0483, which is not technically my cell phone, but once we start working together, we will uh, establish that relationship. And, and believe me, you will never not be able to get a hold of me. I go. am very good at communicating with my clients. That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. It's, uh, you know, and that's the reason I had Emily on here. I'm just not going to have anybody on uh, the Kicking Life podcast. It's people <laughs> I trust, I respect, that have battled through adversity, overcome challenges, and in essence, everything we talk about on the podcast here. Life is going to knock you down. My goal with the Kicking Life podcast is to give you that kick, that motivation, that inspiration to get your butt back up and fight through to live your best possible life, to live your best kick in life, and live the life you were born to live. All right. So, Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you had a great or you enjoyed the show, and I hope you have a great week. Please share this with others. As a reminder, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And make sure you check out the lineupmedia.fm uh, group. They've got a ton of different podcasts, something you're looking for. Obviously, I hope you listen to ours and share ours as much as possible. All right, guys, until we talk again, Emily, thank you so much for thank being you. on the show. I appreciate it. I do as well. Thank you very much. And thanks for breakfast again. Of course. All right, guys. Until we talk again, you get out there and do what you do best. And I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kicking Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kicking Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinglifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.